0: Welcome, everyone, to Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King-Lowe. I am the owner, producer, and host, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so very much for listening. Today's Autistic Moment is a member of the National Podcast Association. Today's Autistic Moment is always a free-to-listen-to podcast. That gives autistic adults access to important information to help us learn about our barriers to discover the strengths and tools we already have to use for the work of self-advocacy. This first segment of today's autistic moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, Minnesota's first autism resource. For over 50 years, the Autism Society of Minnesota has been honored to support Minnesota's autism community. Visit them online at ausm.org. Please go to the new podcast episodes page of today'sautisticmoment.com, where you will find a lineup for the new shows with the descriptions of each show from now through the end of May. When I publish new shows, you can click on the title and guest of each show to listen to the episodes. You will also find the program script that includes all of the hyperlinks I mention on each show, and the interview transcript links will be available to download. Interview transcripts for 2022 are sponsored by Minnesota Independence College and Community. If you wish to listen to all of the previous episodes, including the 24 shows for 2021, go to the episode index page. Also, be sure to follow today's Autistic Moment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Please join today's Autistic Moment community group page on Facebook, where you can talk with me and other listeners. The autistic voices roundtable discussion hashtag stop the shock was a great success. You can go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash autistic voices forward slash and click on topic stop the shock to be taken to the YouTube recorded video to watch the roundtable discussion. There is a roundtable discussion transcript available for you to download. welcome to women's history month march 2022 there are many women who are well known who are or were autistic daryl hannah who played an in the 1989 hit movie steel magnolias susan boyle barbara mcclintock temple grandin anne hegarty emily dickinson Yet there are professionals in mental health psychology and psychiatry and many others who believe that women cannot be autistic. Well I have one statistic that dispels that myth. 56 percent of my listening audience are women while only 35 percent are male. In just a few moments I am going to introduce my guest, Rose Marie Carrero. Rose was diagnosed as autistic after being the parent of an autistic son for many years. Like many other women, Rose found herself meeting the resistance of doctors and specialists who had the false notion that women could not be autistic. Rose will share with us about how women who are autistic get misdiagnosed with other conditions because of the misconception about women being autistic. Rose will talk about the social stereotypes of men and women and how that contributes to autistic women not being taken very seriously. These include expected clothes, social activities, and employment expectations. Rose will also talk about how autistic women are creating great groups on social media where they can uh, can and are interacting with each other and doing some great, amazing community building. After this first commercial break, I will start my conversation with Rose Carrero. Please stay tuned. Today's Autistic Moment can be downloaded and heard on Anchor FM, Apple, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, and Stitcher. The most important work that people do is take care of each other and the people who provide your care should have the best support. Life Superior is here to help you and your caretakers. This family-owned business is one of Minnesota's fastest-growing personal care providers because of the support they provide for their clients and co-workers. If you need a PCA agency that combines compassion and professionalism, or if you care for someone today and would like to learn how to get paid for this work, please call us at six one two eight two four four three four eight, or visit us at lifesuperior.com forward slash autism. Support for today's autistic moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA Choice, Homemaking, and 245-D services throughout the Metro and Greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. Welcome back. And now it is my privilege to introduce Rose Carrero as we talk about the topic adult autistic women. Rose, thank you so much for being on this episode. I want to welcome you today. Thank you for coming.
1: It's my pleasure. I. It's really my pleasure to be here. It's something that I I wanted to talk about and the last time that I was asked to be on it was a real pleasure. I met some wonderful people. We had some great great exchanges, so I'm looking forward to today.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was our autistic voices roundtable discussion about um about uh identity language. Yeah. Um it's March, which is Women's History Month. And when I started this podcast last year, I really wanted to spend a month focusing on women, Um, you know, which is um, interesting because of a lot of the misconceptions about adult autistic women, including those who still believe that there are no autistic women, which is so absurd. But uh, yes, there are still people who, who cling to those myths. So um, a lot of what we'll be discussing today sounds like it ought to be obvious, basic and everything. But as we know, in the world of autistic adults, it just isn't necessarily the case. So let's begin with uh, the very first question. Um, What important information do autistic adults and our caregivers need to know about when we talk about adult autistic women? So go ahead.
1: Uh, what I found that the biggest shock was that um, automatically, if you're a female parent, then you're told that you're, there's no way you could be autistic. You yeah. take care of other people. Um, and you had that cap- capability of deciding to start a family. So therefore, uh, an autistic person, A, can't do that, which is so, so wrong on so many levels, both for Uh, females and male autistics I'm like yeah uh, that has no we're caring loving nurturing people uh, like non-autistic so that you know but that was my big first hurdle was uh, and when I did like when I would say no really I am autistic I would get oh but you're not that kind of autistic which was like the real autistics and uh, because the fact that for a long time it was believed that uh, it was a boy's um, disorder. It was uh, very rare that a girl had it. it was maybe one, uh, one in four girls. And that was really uh, just based on what was considered classic autism. So we weren't even talking, like they weren't even thinking about Asperger. There was, that was like a whole other level. And so uh, this is still carried on today. Uh, luckily, um, what has come out is that a lot of adults have, both male and female have started to express uh, what their childhoods look like. And uh, personally, what I started to see and what I had already seen, I have three boys and a girl. We were three girls at our house. So uh, let's just say that uh, the dynamic was a little different from where I was growing up with three girls and having these four children where the majority were boys um, in my house uh, and this was clear across if you look at commercials and everything, little girls are right away put into this um, role of growing up almost instantly. So we're, I'm going to call it grooming. Uh, and I mean, grooming as an inoffensive an way of controlling the behavior of a person. And uh, so right away, we're given giving, we're giving toys that are uh, make us responsible. So we're having dolls that we're supposed to take care of then we get, you know, like the dustpan, the vacuum, the, you know, the cute little dishes, which teaches us in a way gives us this advantage and a disadvantage. It advantages us in the way that we get to practice what later will become um, what society says that you need to have to be able to uh, be a full human being, which is, you know, to be productive and take care of yourself. And so we're given lots of time to practice that in many different ways. Whereas boys are kind of like, you know, just go tumble and rumble and uh, we'll call you when the food's ready and we'll call you when, you know, Uh, so it's very, very different. So unfortunately, boys aren't supported in how to take care of themselves. So it's almost like girls get this, um, these, these courses that start to, um, tell us how we're supposed to act so right it's not long before we are like okay this is what's expected whereas boys are allowed to um, roam and rumble and kind of pretend to be cowboys and pretend to be astronauts and a little more than girls when it comes to and I'm thinking like really my age I'm not talking about the generation of today like I said my my children were And I believe a lot of kids today are raised with uh, toys are just toys and clothes are just clothes and, you know, everybody can be whatever they want to be. But in my time, it was much more controlled uh, by just in toys. If we look at just what the toys were for the little boys, we had Legos for boys. We had Baby Alive for girls. We had, you know, know, it was very, very different. And even the clothes, I, I like I was really doing my research to, to, to come talk to you today and I went, my lord even the clothes I mean why would you put a little address on a five-year-old girl knowing that she now has to pay attention to how she sits what yeah. she does yeah. to, you know so yeah. I it, it started to it's an advantage in a way as a little girl that's autistic because you're given so much information on how you're supposed to behave mm. that we grew up we grow up knowing what we're supposed to do. So we mask, M- most of us call us yeah. masking because it's not who we were, who we are, it's who we know what the world wants. And little boys kind of are like, okay. And then poor little boy is like, why aren't you doing that? That's weird. Why do you do that? And you're like, well, I did that with yeah. my friends. So I, I, it, it society expects very different things from a boy and a girl. Yeah. And when it comes to being neurodiverse, it even I think amplifies the 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 difference between the two, the way that we were seen and treated right yeah. off the bat,
0: yeah. um, tell us a little bit about your experience of actually getting a diagnosis. what What was that experience like for you? and And, um, maybe, um talk a bit about what that was like for you as as a woman. Um, if you can,
1: uh, I was, I actually have a unique situation where, uh, uh there were looking for women who thought that they were autistic, that they might be autistic. So I was very lucky to be able to go into a situation where they, I was who they were looking for. So I didn't have that struggle of saying, no, 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 uh, it exists. We exist and everything. So that to me was not something I had to deal with. Uh, but I have heard that a lot of females just going to their family practitioner and saying, listen, I think I might be autistic. And it was, well, no, you know, you're, you're, you're a woman and you're, you're a female. And um, it was automatically already dismissed. I didn't get that. So I, I came in there and I didn't feel, cause I saw my son go through his diagnosis and my son was like cut and dry. He does not. Is he verbal? No. Does he make eye contact? No. Can he tie his shoes? No. Well, oh, there you go. And I was the opposite. I was like, I can't do this. Oh, yeah, but, but, and I don't do this either. Oh, yeah, but, but, and then it was like, okay, fine, you're autistic. Whereas him, everything was the autism. I mean, even right. when I, when I said he had a language disorder, they're like, but he's autistic. Of course he does. And I was like, no, no, that's not, that, it's like, so it, it's almost like completely the opposite of what boys encounter and what girls encounter is really, and it, it continues into adulthood. Right. Uh, uh, it's, I think it's much, I knew much more males that had been diagnosed as let's say uh, early adults. Compared to women, I, I find that a lot of the women that i known that became uh, diagnosed, were, we're always talking about 40s, 50s, 60s. So we're seeing, a, even in adults, a huge difference in age. So it's almost like uh, women are 20 years behind the men in where... Uh, their place in the autistic community has been accepted so we're still you know jumping up and down going yeah but 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 but," and it's it's our needs are they different no they're exactly the same it's just that teaching tools that we were given as children by society by uh, our parents um, led that we're not like i said we're not at the same place on what we need males need a lot more my son I, I keep telling him he needs to practice doing everyday things and uh to me is like you know let going to go pay a bill or being responsible for someone else and they see it as oh no he just needs to learn how to sit quietly whereas a right. female we're saying you know we just want to be able to be with ourselves you know learn ourselves and they're like no, no, we have to teach you how to pay bills and and do the groceries
0: After this next commercial break, Rose will talk about the barriers of women being misdiagnosed with OCD and bipolar disorder. Rose will also talk about how getting her autism diagnosis was a moment of freedom and clarity. Rose will also talk about how autistic women are doing some incredible self-advocacy work through creating community with each other. Please stay tuned.
1: support comes from Minnesota Independence College and Community, a life and career skills program for young adults with autism and learning differences. Help a young adult take a step towards their independence and a vibrant life. Learn more at miccommunity.org.
0: Go to the homepage for today's moment.com and scroll down to buy yourself a Today's Autistic Spinner Fidget. These really fun spinner fidgets are a great visual distraction that helps regulate your eyes and will give you hours of stimming pleasure. They are purple in color with the logo for Today's Autistic Moment on them. They are on sale for only $4.99 each plus sales tax, shipping and handling. They are a perfect gift for any autistic child or adult. Also, please click on the blue button to become a patron to support the work of today's Autistic Moment through my Patreon page. Please share episodes through your social media networks to help spread the word that today's Autistic Moment is here for autistic adults and their caregivers. Thank you for listening to and supporting today's Autistic Moment.
2: Looking Forward Life Coaching is a Twin Cities-based nonprofit that provides mentorship and coaching for individuals, couples, and families, either face-to-face or virtually. Some areas that Looking Forward Life Coaching can provide services are organizational skills, time management, employment coaching, relationship coaching, and many more. Our coaches are trained in person-centered approaches, and we can provide person-centered plans with obtainable goals. We accept all waivers from the state of Minnesota, with the exception of elderly. We also have reduced rates and scholarships for private pay. If you would like more information or schedule a free meet-and-greet, visit our website at www.lookingforwardlc.org or call us at 612-504-7414. Looking Forward Life Coaching helps change stumbling blocks of life, into stepping stones towards success.
0: yeah and boy does that launch me already into question number two which we're already naming a lot of barriers for uh adult autistic women a lot of barriers here and um you know you've talked about the roles of men and women boys and girls we've talked about uh, you know all these various things but you know we do know that um as you, you mentioned, that there are women who have trouble getting an accurate diagnosis, who get believed that they have a diagnosis. We also know that there are um, women who, as you say, they get a diagnosis, but it's later in life after their lives have already, you know, gone by them. Uh, in a couple of weeks, um, you're gonna, we're going to hear from Michelle Newman, who is... Um, a, um, she's going to talk about autistic postmenopausal women, mm-hmm. and Michelle was diagnosed at the age of fifty-four after about thirty-five years of psychiatric mis- misdiagnoses and medications that really affected her life. But this is also part of this conversation now mm-hmm. about, you know, um, you know, diagnosis. There's issues of being believed. There's being uh, taken seriously, of course. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of those barriers and maybe a few more that I probably haven't even mentioned. So go ahead.
1: Uh, I think to me, the scariest <clears throat> of all those is exactly that misdiagnosed where you're told that you have OCD or that you're bipolar. And of course, they're going to, you, you know, you're going to believe them because you know that there's something there's something that you're missing in the sense that you know that you're you're struggling and so you're like okay fine it's fine okay I thought it was autism you're telling me that it's bipolar and what do I do and of course you know we're proactive that's how autistic minds so it's like okay what's the next step and it's meds but it's meds that will in no way you know do you good I I my son uh and I was very because of my son and I saw doctors with males, it's the opposite. The second you know you're autistic, it's like, do you need this kind of med? Do you want this kind of med? Do you want this kind of med? Yeah. We're on the other side. They're going, oh no, you're not autistic. But here, take this med. And so I saw him take medication where they believed that a certain such situ- thing was going on, and I I did not see it. And when he started taking that medication, my god, his mental health completely changed. Luckily, I knew, so I took him off, and you know, we got it settled. But I'm thinking of me at 20, I wouldn't have had the guts. Nobody would have talked for me and I wouldn't have had the guts to say, no, I really think I'm autistic and not bipolar. But so many women were told uh, by doctors, like I said, especially going back, uh, we're the specialists. Yes, you're the woman, but we're the specialists and we're telling you it's bipolar. Here, take these meds. And like you said, the effects of being misdiagnosed are so traumatic because every time you're given a diagnosis especially when it doesn't fit your world is turned upside down you're you yes it is you have to accept something that is not right with you again right again and then you're going okay how do I make this right because they're saying this is what it's supposed to be and so mentally not just physically damaging these medications but mentally it's it's another trauma that you're gonna yes it is so that to me is like by far. I've heard so many women being diagnosed with multiple, multiple um, issues. That at the end, like I said, uh, uh, autism is everything when it comes to a male, and females, it's anything but that. So mm-hmm. you, uh, so again, you you know, you know in your heart that aut- being autistic feels right. It, 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 you know, it's really hard to, to explain to someone who doesn't know. That when they give you that information and it's like that perfect, it's that missing piece that we had, you know, that, that I don't like the power, the piece puzzle because first thing, it's ugly. I'm sorry. It's yeah. <laughs> so, so generic. And yeah. to me, it's like, it, it looked more like a squishy thing that in the middle of my soul that was missing. And when I heard autism, it just fit in there and it just made everything connect.
2: And right. Uh, yeah, when
1: you're when you're giving other diagnoses, and you're trying to make that connection because you desperately need support,
0: right? And, it,
1: and it's not the right one. And then you're given support, and when you're saying, "But this isn't helping," you're not trying enough. You didn't give it a chance. So it, it plays with mm-hmm. your your self uh, recognition, your worth, your mm-hmm. voice. So uh, it's been. It's been rough, I say, for um, it, it's been rough just getting to where we are today as, as yeah, globally yeah. as an autistic. But as a female autistic, I think, uh, um, yeah, it took a lot. It took a lot to uh, be recognized.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to say that one of the challenges that I can make to the whole um, issue of of women um being diagnosed with autism is that the number of my connections on linkedin um where you you know and i will have to say a fair number of the people autistic people adults that i interact with on linkedin are women Mm -hmm. you know so um you know, this barrier that suggests that they can't be and all of the other things that goes with it, you're correct. Uh misdiagnosis is something that happens, uh, bipolar disorder, OCD, um, you know, and then severe there's Severe depression. You know, yeah. Severe it, it, depression. All of which are actually can actually be yes. um results of a lot of our social stigmas those can in fact be be contributors to those but it's actually the lack of autism acceptance that is the biggest barrier uh for women and feel free to say yes or no to that
1: oh i i i definitely agree we 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 are, like I said, our expectations of who we're supposed to be, and we we accept these because, you know, to that point, that was all that we were told uh, we had an option to to be like. So we masked and we do it so well, like I said, because we have so much practice that uh, by the time you're an adult, even when you you want to be seen for who you are, you struggle to find out who you are. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know you've got these layers upon layers upon layers that aren't yours that never were yours that you've tried every which way to become a part of you and it just it it's there but it's you know you don't even know what where you start and where it ends so uh it it's an awakening like I said when you're able to do it it is one of the most um reliefful moments you, you for me i literally all the lights went on and they weren't painful lights they were beautiful glowy lights so uh, all the lights went on it was this beautiful music and it was like oh every it, like somebody just gave me these glasses that were just in the focus that i needed it to be to be able to see what was going on but uh yeah those glasses aren't offered readily uh and um, i I got a lot of, um, are you sure you're autistic when I, when I told everybody, mm. um, I got a lot of, well, that doesn't really change who you are. And I was like, <laughs> that is so weird to say that. Cause it's like, uh, it actually is clearing who I am, but it, it, so I got these really weird, uh, reactions and I know people were trying to be nice. Like literally yeah. there was no meanness in there, but that just shows, uh, it's almost like we're trying to prove that we are where what who a lot of society doesn't want to be, so people don't understand right. like yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so, yeah, i I hear that, yes, um once again, um it's the it's the issue that society has this has been given this <clears throat> excuse me picture of what supposedly autistic people women and men or non-binary we're supposed to be mm-hmm. like, and because whether, you know, when we don't fit that, that picture, it can be really difficult to find that acceptance. Um, and so this is, again, is a great place to begin my third question. Um, what important steps do autistic adults need to take to advocate for our needs? And, you know, um, Let's talk a little bit more about that, because this is this is such an important place. Um, I believe that autistic individuals, women, men, non-binary, we have those strengths and tools for our self-advocacy. We just need to discover and put them to use. And so would you like to to talk a little bit about some of those strengths and tools that you may have found and how you... Found ways to put them to use that could be very helpful to other adult autistic women.
1: Um, My, I think my strength is is really uh, I'm a people observer. I think a lot of autistics are, uh, but I also am observant of, uh, and I think most of us are, of what is logical and what is true. And once we know truth, we cannot unsee it. That you know, people say that we're blind. uh, It's because it's just not possible to uh, to look once you've seen it you've seen it so once I started seeing adults females um really talking about their experiences like really going into details of um what they now recognize as their autistic self growing up uh, a lot of those things became I could I could make the connection to myself I could see it so when I went to see specialists and they would try to tell me that Are you sure you're autistic? Oh, could it be this? Then I had everything I needed. I had, we're really good at research. (laughs) We're really good at facts and putting things into, you know, order and saying, listen, there's this, this, this. And I think that's one of our greatest strengths is that as a community, we are all specialists in something. So as soon as you have an issue with, let's say your psychiatrist for sleep, or let's say your doctor for EDs or for fibromyalgia, which a lot of us do have uh, co-occurring issues, then we can literally, we'll have someone say, oh yes, there's this article and there's this person and there's this. So we can go there, get educated. Like you said, it's finding those things. And I think We are a community that loves information, loves to go down those rabbit holes, not all at the same time and not every day because we do have spoons to think of, but we are one of these that we want to, we want things to be right. Uh, We're very much, like you said, about balance. So uh, learning from each other that it's okay to state your struggles, that there's no shame in stating your struggles, that there have been doctors that, we're off not because they weren't good doctors, but because they didn't have the information, and it is out there. So we encourage um, we encourage uh, I, have an, I had an IP done in a, a, a personal uh, uh, program, and usually, I have a hard ta- time speaking for me. As a woman, I think a lot of us have a hard time, um, unless we're pushed up against the wall to just say what we need. And so because we're the ones that usually are the carers so to ask for care is also not something that is uh, that's not something we practice enough of as as females okay. And uh, so it was seeing other women being brave and coming forward and saying things that for me led me to speak my my truth, my life and that helped. All of a sudden I had a group behind me that saw me. So that being part of that community and being seen and being heard really has led to me not having the doubts, not letting someone else, uh, push me to question who I am. Nice. So that was, uh, what I lacked a lot of when I was young, because I was like, I, said, I was mislabeled. I was that I was the, everything I was the loud child, the quiet child, the, the, the crazy child, the, the, the scared child, <laughs> name it. So, uh, as I grew up, I had to understand that, uh, A, no shame. So that was a big one. And two, uh, I can be me and I'm okay. It's okay yes. to be who I am. Uh, but that took a community behind me of saying, listen, you're, you're normal where, where we are, you're normal. And I think that's what I was looking for, a sense of normal, not to be normal, but a sense of normal
0: so I what I hear you saying in that last part is that you have found a way to do some networking with some other adult autistic women tell us about what that's been like for you
1: it's been um growing up I didn't I didn't how can I say this I didn't click with girls I was yeah. uh I was a very tomboy so I didn't have a relationship aside from my sisters I didn't uh, and a best friend let's say all best friend um I didn't know how to work with other women. Uh, we were, like I said, our, our, I, I, I became a mom. So I was at home. I learned to, to count on myself. I learned to take care of my kids on my own. I had a partner, but uh, you know, we don't do co-parenting with uh, multiple women. So I didn't know how to be an ally to someone just like that. And so when I started meeting these women and I would get private uh, messages saying oh thank you for sharing this uh because i too had this i had a connection on a level that was new because it was where my traumas were it's where my fears were it's where my struggles were i had never connected on that level with people willingly knowingly you know not uh and it just it, it made me shed like I said, that shame, the negativity that was attached to all of the pieces of who I was. And I've seen us shine. I've seen so many of us go on to write books, to become um, podcasters, to become, uh, uh, let's say they'll they'll go and they'll teach uh, to parents. So much, the women have come so forward as mothers. Most of us started as mothers um, being, for an autistic child and now we have actually turned it around and, and shown that we're taking care of each other so it's it's a very cathartic very um, healing process to be among so many women uh, that you know we we're, we're almost like we were all ghosts in our in our previous lives our first parts of our lives we were there but not seen for wholly who we were. And now it's almost like we're all appearing before each other in our full um, autism. Like, I mean, we're autistic yeah. from head to toe and we get it. We all get it. We laugh, we cry and it, it's, it's camaraderie, you know, it's a sense yeah. of belonging.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so there, it's new for women. I can say, you know, uh, aside from sports, women aren't taught to be Uh, to take care of each other. It's, It's kind of weird, but it is.
0: After this final commercial break, Rose and I will talk about some great organizations that help autistic women build community, followed by today's autistic community bulletin board. Please stay tuned.
2: Self-direction has many different names. Self-determination, consumer direction, and even PDO. But they all mean the same thing. You are in control of your long-term care. With self-direction, choose what's best for you. Hire the people that you trust. In some states, they can even be your family. Manage your long-term care expenses. Self-direction offers the same or lower cost than other options. Control your care and choose the support that is most important to you. You deserve to be supported in your home and community, surrounded by friends and activities you love. With self-direction, you can live life on your own terms, regardless of age or ability. Take control of your care. Visit gtindependence.com.
0: On March 21st, Michelle Newman will be my guest to talk about autistic postmenopausal women. Michelle was diagnosed as autistic at the age of 54. She was finally diagnosed after 35 years of psychiatric misdiagnoses and medications and a lifetime of difficulties. I want to prepare my listening audience that Michelle's story is quite heart-wrenching as you will hear when she shares about all the treatments she has endured before she got a medical diagnosis. Some of the treatments she receives, such as electroshock therapy, are not supported or recommended by today's autistic moment, as they are outdated and harmful. What Michelle shares must urge us all to work towards a more robust advocacy on behalf of aging autistic adults. Autism Acceptance Month in April of 2022 will begin with a long-awaited show with Eric Garcia. The episode, We're Not Broken, Changing the Autism Conversation, will air on Autism Acceptance Day on Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. Eric's book, We're Not Broken, begins with a great chapter about the history of understanding autism, the setbacks and progress of public policy and theories about autism, and continues with his own story of accepting his own autism. On April 18th, I will be sharing a very special episode with my guest, Ben Levin, entitled Autism is Not a Curse. Ben Levin is an inspiring young man and author of the book In the Hole. His novel is a story depicting a child's experience with homelessness. Ben has been in love with stories ever since he was a little boy. Ben is also proud to be autistic and wants to use his status as an author to be an example of how autism is not a setback, but a gift. Autism is not a curse is one of Ben's favorite sayings. Ben will share with us his personal story of accepting his autism and how his writing is an important piece of self-acceptance. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. Yeah, well, um, one of my observations, um, I must say, is that I have I have seen online in some groups that I've uh, interacted with that um, I actually have seen many autistic women do a bit better with creating community than autistic men. Um, <clears throat> Now I'm not going to pretend to understand why that is, but I'm just saying for me it's 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 an observation uh, that I made, um, you know. And um, this is a good time to mention a few, at least one, uh, one uh, resource. Um, I don't know how many of my listeners have heard of the autistic women and non-binary network, also called ON. And I believe there is an Autistic Women's Alliance. Uh-huh. I believe I've seen that around, um, and these are some really great organizations with some great resources, speakers, um, tools, and, and and a lot of important uh, things for autistic women. Um, you know, um, so it, it's worth mentioning those resources. Um, As we prepare to wrap up our um, talk, um, let's think on that there are some women out there um, who are having trouble getting a diagnosis, who are having some troubles finding resources. And um, finding, I'm going to use the word, um, finding a good self-center with being autistic. Um, do you have any things that you, anything you might say that you might say to them that could be helpful right now?
1: Uh, my first thing is uh, I see you and I stand with you. Uh, self-diagnosis to me is when people say can't be valid and I'm thinking literally, uh, every adult who's been diagnosed started with a self self diagnosis. That's yeah. that's the first step. You literally can't go to the other one without that. So, um, I, I self diagnosis is your first step in being diagnosed and autistic. So we can't take that away from them. Uh, the, the, the journey might be long, uh, to get to that place, uh, of what I'm going to say is that legal paper. And I am really talking about that legal paper. Uh, before you get there, I would say it's important to find your community. Reach out. Uh, there are so many different groups, autistic groups that are either uh, just for women, as you have said, there are for women and non-binary and there are that it's, you know, just come as you are. But we women do have, some health issues that men do not deal with and being autistic uh, often can amplify the struggles with those uh, certain issues uh let's just say uh the first one when you get your period that is a big 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 thing for women uh just generally for girls but then there's a whole issue of sensory and uh, you know the understanding and all that so uh we have learned how to ask or how to seek out if you want information. Now it's the time for those who, uh, those who who have gone through it. Uh, I'm very strong in having a team, tag team. So find someone who's been there, who's uh, either gone through the diagnosis or uh, has been diagnosed since uh, uh, young, and ask. You know, like you have to have a teammate in this. 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 This is the. This is not just, let's go to the doctor and do a couple of tests and get a result. It's, they're testing who you are, how you react, how you talk. It's such a, a they're crit, criticizing, it's not just criticizing, but they're really magnifying every little part of you and they're looking for the negative, And that can be so impacting on a person that I think you have to have a team behind you you have to have someone that you can reach out to so while doing that find people that understand you that, that 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 get what your struggles or are following the same struggles um because there'll be days that you you'll wonder you'll wonder if it's worth it and you need to have someone to remind you what your uh, what's your goal uh and that's another thing do we have to have self diagnose uh, a, a real, well, medical diagnosis it, uh, to get help? And that's the other part that we're, you know, that we have to stop saying to people, uh, jump through 10 hoops if you want a lollipop. It, it's so ridiculous because even if you did get the diagnosis, the help out there isn't extraordinary for a speaking woman. Uh, yeah. So even like I, I, I've been waiting literally a year and a half and I was considered high uh, needs because I was going through a very, very hard time. I have, I kid you not, I've seen my therapist in the last six months twice.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm still in high needs. So even when you get the diagnosis, even when you get, like you're saying, I need the help. Even in this this yes, you're gonna get the help. There's so little invested when it comes to women uh, because the women are on the lighter side of autism so there's less (laughs) yeah exactly there's less need so therefore less money uh and uh so having allies is top notch and read read read
2: read 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 read
0: read read read. Yes, yes and yes and and see your point is going exactly where i have been i and many of my guests have been Uh, and this is where I'm gonna talk to my audience and and others. Please, please, please drop the functioning labels. They do not help. They are really uh, detrimental really to autistic people. I had a friend of mine, um, he got a diagnosis a few months ago and he came to me and said, I was just diagnosed high functioning. And I said to him, I am very sorry that your doctor told you that. They should not have told you that. They should just have said you were autistic because of what that that functioning label can mean. Um, If my listeners go to my do's and don'ts page, you will read why I don't use those labels. Um, When somebody says that somebody is high functioning, it gives people an excuse to ignore literally ignore their autism as if it's not there. And likewise, if someone is, you say that someone is is low functioning, it, it has this damaging effect of someone being treated as though they're incompetent. And we know darn well that autistic people, whether higher support needs or lower support needs, we are definitely not incompetent. Um, so this, this goes back to my, my point, don't use the functioning labels and please Let's stop this nonsense about somebody is more autistic, someone is less autistic. One more time, autism is not linear. The autism spectrum is a, more of a sphere and, and how we fit into that sphere together. Even though there is that, still that saying, if you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. That is true. Each of us fits into that sphere with all of our different needs support needs um i beg your pardon you know however those things however your autism affects your life you are part of the sphere um and so that's why i i plead with people please get rid of the functioning labels let's stop this you're less you're more you're worse you're better let's just please stop that right now whether we're talking about men women non-binary, whatever quote category you fit into. Let's stop that now. Um, you know, um, part of the purpose of today's autistic moment is working towards that neurodiversity whereby as autistic people, adult autistic people, we do exist and that we have a, a good purpose. And part of that good purpose is being the best autistic people we can possibly be, um, in spite of the fact that we have uh, the social stigmas that suggest that we are less than human beings because we are autistic. Um, and, 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 And I am so privileged to know so many great autistic advocates, whether that be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, I am seeing some incredibly talented and very well-spoken autistic people that definitely proves that, you know, shows that autistic people are so much more than we are often um, assumed to be. So, um, Rose, um, is there a way that that, um, some people can talk with you about some of these issues? How can they get in touch with you um, if they so desire?
1: I'm um, on uh, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on uh, Facebook, and I'm on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So uh, I can send you the, the the links if you want, and people can reach out. I'm always always happy to answer questions or uh, to 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 just talk uh, exchange with uh, be it parents or autistics or, uh, autistics and parents, uh, because I, 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 I was privileged to a lot of information, uh, in exchange to, to, like you said, wonderful, wonderful people that are sharing their experiences. And I'm happy to, to pass that on or to share my experience, um, both as an adult, uh, late diagnosed and as the mother of an early diagnosed, uh, I also have a niece and, we are sure my mother's autistic and we know that her dad was autistic. So it it, it's, it's a family thing that um, now uh, we can see as um, it's just who we are. Uh, So it's easy to, to, to want to connect to other people and and share and, and hear what they have to say. Uh, So I am definitely open to, uh, to, to, to meeting more wonderful people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, if you send me the um, links and other things, I will put them into uh, my adult autism resources links page on todaysautisticmoment.com. And um, I'm sure that you'll find it uh, very beneficial to you. Um, Rose, thank you so much for this conversation today. Um, I think this has been such an important conversation. And I am really hoping that many of the autistic women uh, in my audience um, will benefit from this conversation. I do believe they will. Um, And, you know, um, I just think it's wonderful that you are advocating like you do. And um, I do, once again, thank you for being on today.
1: It was my pleasure, really. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. You can now find the links for all events announced in today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board by going to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash bulletin board forward slash. The Ordinary Marathon Foundation invites autistics from the ages of 15 to 24 to participate in Actually Autistic Athletes. The program will include one set of shoes, shorts, socks, shirt, one pair of running shoes, a running band, and one-on-one coaching from a certified athletic coach for up to six months. Go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash bulletinboard forward slash And click on Actually Autistic Athletes for more information and to apply anytime, but especially now through mid-April. Understanding Autism Virtual Classes will be offered by the Autism Society of Minnesota. These classes are perfect for autistic individuals, caregivers, those who want to understand the basics of autism and support autistic people. Classes will be held on March 21st from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., April 18th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., May 16th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Classes are free of charge, but you must register to attend. On Tuesday, April 12th from 7 to 9 p.m., Kendall Magger will present a virtual skill shop at the Autism Society of Minnesota entitled online dating from profile to potential relationship. Many unspoken rules come with dating and even more with online dating. Learn about some social rules as well as how to set up an online dating profile, discuss some popular online dating apps, how to prepare for a date, and how to clarify and communicate what you want from online dating. On May 10th, from 7 to 9 p.m., Alyssa Pereo will present a virtual skill shop at the Autism Society Minnesota entitled Communicating Consent and Boundaries. Knowing how to com- communicate boundaries and consent can be a struggle at times. Learn what healthy consent and boundaries look like and how to tell if consent is happening to ensure boundaries are respected. Answer and ask questions reach through scenarios, and gain new skills to help you communicate in a healthy way. To get information about these and other events at the Autism Society of Minnesota, please go to ausm.org. You can also go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash bulletin board forward slash and click on the Autism Society of Minnesota to register for their events. Registration is now open to attend the 2022 Minnesota Autism Conference, April 27th to the 29th, 2022, at the Hyatt Regency in Bloomington, Minnesota. There will be both in-person and virtual events offered. Go to ausm.org for more information and to register. Today's Autistic Moment is sponsored in part by Looking Forward Life Coaching. Looking forwards turns stumbling blocks into stepping stones towards success. Go to lookingforwardlc.org for more information. Lastly, while all of the spots for ads during the podcast itself are full, you can join Looking Forward Life Coaching and have your business or organization mentioned at the end of each podcast show. If you would like to have your business or organization mentioned, have questions or comments about today's autistic moment, please send an email to PKLOWE at todaysautisticmoment.com. Thank you for listening to today's autistic moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. May you have an autistically amazing day.